When a person dies, their spirit leaves this world and resides in a state between life and death called bardo for 49 days. In bardo, the karma of the body is erased and soul is cleansed in order to prepare for eternal rest. But there are souls that are not cleansed in bardo, and that is because their sins in life were too heavy and great. These souls are reborn again and again until their bad karma can be erased. If we meet again, I swore over and over that if I was ever to be reborn and meet you again, I would not remember you, that I would forget every last thing about you. Why was I reborn with all my memories? Is it because of karma from my previous life that I couldn't raise? Or will the words you repeated like a bad habit become a curse? I swore that I will not remember you if I ever met you again. But why haven't I ever forgotten your voice? <sighs> it is with this beautiful monologue that we open our scene on the Palace of Bardo by Bamsi and Zaru, an historical drama set in the Far East. As you could hear, even though I tongue-twisted a bit, the atmosphere is going to be heavy as fuck, and the story clearly no short on drama, court intrigues and conspiracies, blood, passion will run high, and we will probably witness one of those so-called last man standing situation. As usual, I hope not, but I mean, the premises are not looking too good, if you know what I mean. There's a lot to get into, so let's crack on. But before we do that, as usual, disclaimer. This content is intended for mature audiences only. It can contain strong languages, sensual sex... Every time, that sexual always come to torment me. Sexual references and mention of violence. Listener discretion is advised. And now, for your year's delight only, I am Ellie, your favorite podcast host, and this is DMB Season 2, Episode 4, The Palace of Bardo, where karma is a bitch. And now, ching, say, set, ot, and this is the moment where the jingle should be. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, this jingle is amazing. Best thing in the world. And not really an atmosphere for this episode, but we don't give a fuck, and we put it anyway. Fasten your seatbelt, we're ending on a bumpy journey through history and time. Now let's get serious again, okay? And with the introduction, we could see right off the bat that we are starting our journey in a bit of an unusual way, where our main character explains to us how we, he retained all his memories from his previous incarnation, including the ones regarding a certain someone whom he had a huge beef with. And well, it turns out that this person is none other than the Emperor himself, a guy with a tendency for violence, a bit of a short temper, and allegedly a sleeping condition that makes him kill whoever he's sharing the bed with at the moment. Yay! And this is only chapter one! Haha! <laughs> We're starting with a blast! Just hands! Woohoo! Now, carrying on with our story, we discover, thanks to the help of the head eunuch, and can I say, these eunuchs are genius! They know everything! We don't know nothing about them, we don't even see them, but they know every fucking thing about the palace. They're amazing! They're amazing! They are dickless and absolutely brilliant! Okay, now. Thanks to this head eunuch always dressed in green, uh, we discovered that all of these started 100 years ago and it all ended in tragedy. So should the emperor, the new one I mean, regain his memories, history will be bound to repeat itself. Yikes. 
So best course of action would be then for our Hangok. Oh yeah, I didn't mention our main character is called I don't really know how to pronounce it, so I will just say it as it's spelled, as I would do it in Italian, so Hun Gok, to get away from the Emperor as far away as possible. Problem being, the Emperor is not one to let go easy of his prey, and he feels an attraction for this man he can't quite explain. And well, that's until he regains all his memories from a century ago. That's right, he does get his memories back. But... With a lovely twist, and I was shocked. Let's repeat that, I was shocked by it. Basically, once he retains his memories, he swears that in this life's lives, why lives, it's only one, so in this life, he will not make the same mistake, mistakes as before. So, he solemnly swears that he will not get into the spiral of death, suspicion and madness that happened why am I not able to talk today? Because I was at work and I really need to go to bed. But anyway, so I was saying, is where they will not get into the spiral of that suspicion and madness that, like, his previous incarnation embarked. But he will only be devoted to care and cherish Hun until the latter will realize how much of a changed man he is in this life. And as you can clearly imagine, this will not be an easy task, with a lot of characters going against our star-crossed lovers, but if there was ever, ever, a couple to whom I wished for a happy ending, well, they certainly are on top of the list. Because if you do like redemption stories, this is a true one, like redemption with capital R, and they deserve a huge happy ending. For a whole lot of reasons, I would say. And in order to get to this whole lot of reasons that we're talking about, let me explain the whole concept of karma in this webtoon so you can get what I mean. I hope. My language is not really communicative today. So, basically, as you all know, you build your karma based on the actions that you take during the span of your human lifetime. Now, specifically for this story, the moment you die, two things can happen. If your karma is, is a clean one, you don't reincarnate and get all merry and happy to the afterlife. However, if you accumulated bad karma, you'll be reincarnated in order to atone for your past sins and try to do better. To add insult to injury, not only your actions will affect your karma, but also the ones of a person close to you, if they're done in your name, so to speak. Let me give a practical example for that so you can hopefully understand better what I'm trying to say. So. In the hundred years ago flashback, we see the emperor practicing all sorts of violence from killing his female concubines. And a little bit of a digression here, the concubines are a whole bunch of crazy people, I'm telling you. Not only the century, the past century, but like in the, in the current timeline, they are crazy, crazy. They do love to poison people. I don't know. I mean, I get why they're trying to do it, but no. Ladies, just relax. Relax. You're there at the palace. You can enjoy your life. Don't... Let's just leave all the poison business out, okay? But as I was saying, so the emperor was practicing all sorts of violence from killing his female concubines to basically abuse every single person who did any sort of damage to her. And... Plus, let's not forget all that he perpetrated to the poor 
Hongok, from breaking his ankle in order to keep him by his side to drug him in order to keep him by his side. I mean, um, the Emperor wasn't exactly your ideal boyfriend material, so to speak. It was more like a stalkerish kind of person to be put in jail material. But anyway, and this should be enough to fuck up your karma for seven lives and more. The problem being, um, because all of all that the Emperor did was done for Gok, uh, basically the karma will not affect the Emperor's uh, track record, so to speak, but it will affect Han. And that's why he gets reincarnated and yeah, his karma is not exactly a good one, poor little thing. And legitimate question now is, so how come the Emperor reincarnates as well? Well, problem solved. You see, my friends, after Han's death by suicide, he goes on on a killing spree in order to follow him to the next life, with the promise to keep going and going and going for all the lives to come, no matter what. He will always find a way to be with Han, and he will never stop looking for him. This is a very Liam Neeson moment in Taken. Let's just put it out there, because it really feels like that. And needless to say... The Emperor succeeded, since we all know how the story is going at the moment. And I guess you can see why I call this episode Karma is a Bitch. I mean, Karma is always a bitch uh, when it needs to be, but just imagine. Just imagine. You try to be a goody-to-shoes for your whole life, okay? And then, boom! Someone else fucks it up for you. <laughs> Charming. Absolutely charming. I would be fucking fuming. And in that sense, Gok is the complete opposite. You can see how hard he's trying not to be spiteful, hateful or resentful, especially with our lovely emperor here. Little bitch. In order to get to the afterlife and... I mean, he doesn't want to get reincarnated anymore, okay? He's had enough of this cycle of violence, so he's like, you know what, I'm not going to hate no one. I'm, got, I'm just going to sit here, wither away, and hopefully this is my last lifetime. Goodbye. And considering all he had to go through, that's pretty admirable. I mean, if it, if it was me, I would have gone on a rampage on the first occasion. I don't give a shit about going to, to the afterlife. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Is that the right way to say it? I think so. And speaking of rampage, let's spend a few words on our sexy emperor here. Yeah, I mean, he was a bastard, but he is pretty good looking. We have to give the poor guy that. He is pretty good looking. And I know he wasn't off to a great start with his past life. It wasn't exa exactly an example of virtue and kindness. I mean, yeah, we all know that by now. However... However, the resolution with which he decides to show how better... <sighs> I can do this. <laughs> the resolution with which he shows how of a better man he is... Um, well, that is pretty odd. And I'm not saying it's pretty odd just because he does it for his man. But I mean... I mean, um, a lot of people would have gone just like, yeah, I was a bastard, let's just be a bastard again. I locked up the guy, I can lock him up again. No, 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 no. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna be a kind person and he's gonna love me because I'm gonna be kind. Well played, Emperor. 
well played. I mean, those scenes where he says that in this life he's not going to repeat the same mistakes and he will show only love to his men, they are absolute perfection. And a perfect example, I would say, of maturity and how someone should change for the better. Going back to square one, do they deserve a happy ending? They sure do, as they are the perfect example of how even the smallest act of kindness can change your life for the better. Furthermore, they show us how positive a relationship is when two people grow together by learning from their mistakes and by building trust around each other, day after day. Because, you know what, my little friends, you need to remember this. Love is indeed one of the most important parts of a relationship, but as a relationship evolves and adapts as years will go by, what will keep two people together is not going to be just love itself, but, more importantly, mutual trust, empathy and mutual understanding. Let's just underline that. That is extremely important in a relationship. Always remember that that is what we all deserve from somebody else. That is the standard and we should never aim for less, no matter what. We should always aim for what makes us happy and healthy and loved and cared for. I mean, you know the drill already, you know me by now. I've been rambling for I don't know how many episodes, so you know my preaching and I don't need to repeat myself more. But yeah, always, always trust, mutual trust and understanding. It will save your relationship, your sex and your marriage life. Peace out. And... I hope you enjoyed your time with me today. Yes, we are at the end of the episodes, I would say. It was a short and sweet one, again. Not as short as the other one, but yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed your time with me today. And as usual, I would love to thank you, whoever you are that you are listening, for sticking with me until the end. I mean, as you know by now, I do love you and appreciate you, because if you wasn't listening to me, then who the fuck am I doing all of this for? No one. Well, I mean, I do like to listen to the sound of my voice, but still, I could do something else. Anyway, if you liked the episode, share it with your friends, your partner, your parents, your turtle. I don't care. But let's spread the love. And if you hear something weird, I forgot to put my phone on silent. So yeah, that's the sound of my phone. A round of applause for the sound of my phone. Now, don't forget to engage in kinky consensual... Yeah, it was too good to be true. Anyways, I will say kinky consensual activities this week. Stay hydrated because if you want to have some kinky activity, hydration is really, really, really important. And I will see you next week. Same time, same place.